0: Hello there, Vitamizers. Welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast. As always, I'm Allison here in Austin, Texas with Slenderella and actually big announcement today. The name of our brand is changing. There's nothing else that's going to be changing besides the packaging and the name, but we are no longer called Slenderella. We are called MSW Nutrition. So this is the How Do You Health podcast brought to you by MSW Nutrition, (laughs) and uh, we will still keep the Slenderella name. It's just going to be the name of a couple of our supplements now. So MSW Nutrition is going to be the new name, and that's a big deal. We're super excited to continue bringing the top-notch supplements we have been bringing you for the last few years. Still loving your liver, but we're going to be able to expand into a couple more product types with the new name. So that was why we made the decision. And like I said, same, same FDA-approved labs, t- same supplements that we already have, same names. It's just going to be MSW Nutrition, Bliss, Boost, all of those things instead of Slenderella. So getting on to the show, <laughs> your hosts for this show as always are Baldo at Tex-Mex Yogi and Nurse Doza aka John Mendoza. He is a nurse practitioner and chiropractor here in Austin. The two of them co-run MSW Lounge and you probably noticed the name <laughs> similarity so there's your hint. <laughs> but um, this episode is really interesting. We've got, we've been trying to get this Episode published for a while now, and we finally (laughs) made sure the audio was good enough to get it all wrapped up into one episode for you. But before I introduce our guest, this podcast is brought to you by MSW Nutrition. MSW Nutrition is a supplement line designed to help support your body in as many ways as possible, starting with the liver. By helping to repair liver health, you're supporting your body's biggest detox organ so that it can do its job taking care of the rest of you. We carry supplements to help with mood, stress, energy, weight loss, gut health, immunity, and much more. Any product carrying the MSW nutrition label will be produced in an FDA certified lab and contain the most bioavailable version of those nutrients possible. Make sure to check out our website at www.mswnutrition.com to see all the latest stacks to help you reach your health goals. This podcast is sponsored by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre- and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date on their events and programs. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more at www.flabstofitness.com. Today's podcast guest is Radhika Sud, she is a human potential coach and the boys met her a while ago, they're pretty good friends, and she's not located in Austin and wasn't able to come in for this recording, so this is a Zoom audio, so it might sound a little different than the other episodes that you've heard lately, but it's a really good episode full of lots of information and I'm very excited for you guys to meet Radhika. So without further ado, here is Radhika Sud, human potential coach on the How Do You Health podcast all right well Ooh. welcome to the how do you help podcast
1: this is Radika said and she is um human potential coach and i'm um, uh, with holistic prana right and so this is you've been we met you i don't know maybe two years ago almost three years ago almost three years i ago.
2: think yeah it's been a, it's yeah it's been long. a little bit it's been one year since i moved so yeah <laughs> I it's
1: definitely been more yeah. And uh I remember meeting you and you you and your husband came to the to our clinic plenty of times and, and we had the best conversations and I can't wait to collaborate with you guys. We keep talking about coming to Colorado next mm-hmm. and doing something there. And I know that we've had that conversation before, but uh yeah, let us know how is Colorado going.
2: Colorado is going like I was just showing you all it's like snow day today. <laughs> But it's been nice. The transition has been interesting. It's been um, it's been a year now. So <laughs> yeah. love being near the mountains and the seasons.
1: Do you get to do a lot of climbing or hiking out there?
2: Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, I do miss the proximity in Austin. Like you can go hiking within the city. I mean, here you have to drive, but it's beautiful.
1: Yeah.
2: The mountains were calling. So happy to be here. Just <laughs> the heat. I don't miss the heat but i miss <laughs> austin <laughs> i do miss austin i miss hanging out at your place your uh, your place and um, yeah we need you all to be here in denver
3: <laughs> we're working we're on it. it we'd love to come there how's uh, how's your practice and changed your business changed since you've been in colorado now
2: um you know there's not much change uh, of course i have clients that are all over the country so i have my zoom like how we are chatting and uh it's been pretty good i'm also partnered with a local um wellness center here where i see clients face to face so that's been nice as well
3: that's great. That's awesome so radka is a uh I, would you call yourself a biohacker
2: yes in fact that's how we met right um uh, because dave had found you all
3: yeah, that's right. And yeah. I
2: was—I happened to be dropping him that night, and he said, "I'm going for this Ivy," and I'm like, "Who that's are right. these guys?" <laughs> that's <right>. that's <laughs> because right. uh, I that's would right. take all his recommendations very seriously, and that's how I found you. All. So, I um, that.
3: yes. yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah. So, that's three years ago, South by Time. Yeah, around so, this time. yeah,
2: he was here for South, but that's where I met him. Yeah, I was doing some uh, activations and speaking at their wellness event.
3: Yeah, yeah. So you're—you were you are, or were a official bulletproof coach, right?
2: Right, right.
3: Okay, and mm-hmm. so we met you because you dropped him off, uh, Dave Asprey, and then we got to talk with him, we got introduced to you, and then we hit it mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I guess you'd come by and talk about, you know, just health optimization, and talking about, you know, what it looks like to promote longevity, um, what are things you're doing with your daily routine to, to promote, you know, anti-aging, just as well as, as health and wellness. And so um, you're pretty well-rounded. And I think you incorporate that a lot into your, into your practice, right, and the people that mm-hmm. you And so when people come and see you as a client, uh, you know, they take a call with you. What are, you talk about potential. What, what does that really mean, health potential?
2: Mm -hmm. human potential yeah so basically the bulletproof program that i did the coaching they renamed uh, to human potential coach training but that what really that is um you know it's not just what we read in the you know about biohacking which is like all the um, tech pieces but it's a lot about the mental emotional so it's really helping the clients uh people potential clients and the clients you know uh get in from move them from their head space and get them to their heart space. Because when you meet someone, I'm sure when you all meet potential clients, when they walk in, you know, they're like in their head space, like, I want this, I want that. I mean, it's more like result driven. They don't really know why they want that. So uh, the human potential coach training was really um, centered around uh, a state of presence so really getting them to a state of presence and then asking them, what do you want? So, you know, that truly really was the whole premise. And then it's an integrative approach. I I enjoyed that program so much because it was a very different way of coaching. It was, like I said, like most people are operating in this very unconscious state of um, living. You know, um, I mean, 95% of our um, of our programming is from our, you know, subconscious mind, and it's only that 5%. And so most of us are there and it's hard. And um, it kind of changed my whole paradigm of coaching. Before that, I had already taken some certifications and I was coaching, but when I did that program, I was thinking, I went and thinking, it's gonna be more about, you know, biohacking and learning all about these, uh, you know, new philosophies, but it was more about the mind piece, the emotional piece. You know, and really helping the client really articulate their goals from, the, from their heart and their gut rather than their head space. And then, of course, you bring in all the pieces of the physical, the energy, the diet, the supplements, um, you know, the emotional piece, like getting them to a state of coherence, which is essentially a state of presence. And then, you know, really working on their resilience, their, their emotional health, their relationships, their mental, which is their cognitive health, you know, how, how energized they are through the day to, you know, at the end of the day. And then their spiritual, of course, and their life purpose. I mean, everything is connected. So the whole person, the whole mind, body, energy piece. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a, I I call it like a conscious transformational process. And it's really like, I mean, they come in with one goal, which is like, I, which is mostly weight loss related or just feeling lighter or maybe sometimes sleep. And then we start talking. Yeah. Yeah. You (laughs) know, and then it's, uh, we
1: always talk about how people like, they're always wanting energy and they're always wanting weight loss and they always want to sleep better right kind of deal but I also feel as as working in our field now I've also felt that that's usually the only thing that they are comfortable speaking about because it's almost like everyone wants to be skinnier so I'm not going to be weird about talking about being skinnier or mm-hmm. like everyone always says that they're tired so it's probably not weird that I said that I need more energy right like right. no, enough, so but then there's obviously more to go through that Right? it used to be more right. like you we know, were just tired and like they want to be skinnier but I think it's just those are the things that they're comfortable talking about until you really right. start it, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's true. Yeah. I think they're they looking for, um, it, I th- it's, it's more like an inside, inside, outside, but they are going from the outside in, <laughs> yeah. you know, so they need someone like a coach or like you guys to really help them. Like, yes, I'm going to give you the IV and I'm going to adjust you and everything in the supplements, but what else is going on, right?
1: Well, will you uh speak up to our to our listeners about like what got you into coaching in the first place? Because we know your story, but I, I, we love your story. So uh, can you share what got you what got you interested in sure. coaching? Sure,
2: it was it was definitely like one of those organic ways. It wasn't something I planned. So I was I was an executive search, like hiring C level executives for um uh, you know big corporates and across the industry, mostly banking and financial services. And I loved what I did. And I always was intrigued by the human mind. So I'd studied psychology and done my MBA in uh, human resource management. And um, that seemed like, you know, being around like people and connecting with people um, seemed like really something that my heart was like, wow, I love this. It was really intellectual stimulation because I was always interacting with C-level people. So... I it just brought me a lot of satisfaction and I was really passionate about it but my health was going on the downhill and I wasn't even aware I was like work 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 on the weekends um, making good money just party drink eat out travel and my gut health was like going down um and um I was uh, diagnosed with some weird, and in retrospect, I I think it was just a food sensitivity, but I was diagnosed with some intestine uh, infection I was put on like six months of um, like antibiotics without a probiotic at that point. I didn't even know even though my father was always like into the homeopathy side of things. And he would always like, that was his hobby, not his main profession. And so I was always like surrounded by alternative ways of healing myself. And I was open to that, but I went through all that. Um, But really when the shift happened was when I was in Chicago and my uh, mom got diagnosed on her birthday, on her 60th birthday uh, with ovarian cancer. And, uh, up till that point, she had not had any health issues, um, you know, physically. Um, and I just got, I don't know, something in me like the, you know, the universe made me go to the bookstore right there at that point. And, and I just got all the books I could to, uh, read about how I could support her with like alternative therapies through her chemo. And, uh, that kind of was really the beginning of, uh, this whole uh, um, this whole process of me getting into the alternative scheme of things, and then eventually I lost her. Um, I used yoga to get out of my grieving process. I was like doing yoga like three times a day and crying, and then I was like, "Okay, this is what I'm going to do for a living. I want to offer this back because I realized it's not just not just the body that I was." it was like the yoga was more about the, you know, the mental piece and the philosophy that I learned and that that's what that was helping me. And I had had a flavor of that going up, growing up, but it's only when I had a loss uh, of someone so close that I was actually going really deep in that aspect and just realizing that why, why I even lost her, you know, she was probably not focusing on her mental emotional pieces of her um you know existence and so then that that got done i became a yoga teacher started practicing and teaching and then i decided to you know go back and get trained in uh, nutrition and then i just kept adding on and that's really how it just happened very organically and i was like this is it i'm gonna you know honor my mom and this is how i'm gonna give back
3: yeah that's, that's awesome. And most people have their own story about why they got into this and most likely okay. came down to they, they wanted to help others because they found a way to help themselves. And so mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's interesting. A lot of people have your story where they were in corporate America and they said, I gave it all up to follow this path, this calling, you know, and it, it embarks on a crusade. You're a student, so you're always going to keep learning. You add new dimensions to your practice. Um, Mm -hmm. The consciousness thing, I think, is very fascinating. Since we last spoke, I've been really interested in that as well. And Mm -hmm. what I'm coming to find out is that we're all just frequency and vibration. That's how Mm -hmm. I energy, right? And so you talk about level of consciousness. It it speaks wonders when somebody doesn't even understand what food does to them after they eat 30 minutes later, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. paying attention to what their body's telling them, being in tune. But then at the same time, if you can look at health in a sense of, if, if a sickness and disease thrives in a negative or lower frequency kind of approach, our bodies thrive in a higher frequency. Mm-hmm. And For most people, you have to be functioning at a higher frequency in order to achieve whatever it is that you're trying to, trying to achieve in life, right? So mm-hmm. it's a promotion. It's um, embarking on a new hobby, maybe uh, trying to date, you know, whatever it is, you're trying to expand your mindset to include maybe getting out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that the people that you've met even recently in your coaching as well, have probably been very successful, but they also want to advance past that right they probably mm-hmm. have internal battles that they've been dealing with as well but they're blocked right they feel mm-hmm. like they're being restricted right that mm-hmm. kind of what you're doing right human potential
2: right right
3: so, so the question is for you then if you're a professional like a ceo
2: mm-hmm.
3: how do you approach someone who has achieved and been successful how do you mm-hmm. how do you promote more potential uh, with them
2: You'll be surprised, yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I have a lot of clients who are at that C level, women mostly, women uh, right now. Though I've had men as well in the past. Men, interestingly, they just like tell me what's the plan, I'm just gonna go boom, done. Um, we are different, right? Hormonally, um, even though like I'm all about you know equal rights, but um, for everything else, but the way our rhythm is like even biohacking, for example, it's a very masculine driven, but for women, women clients, you have to see, you know, what are their cycle rhythms? You know, Um, can they biohack all the time? Can they be intermittent fasting all the time? No. You know, so it's very individualized, but so um, they could be like really crushing it at their work. uh, And they are still coming to me for the weight loss goal, but, there's something else that's going on. So, like, how do you optimize that? And when we dig, it's usually relationships. It's either personal relationships or it's relationships at work. And so, um, there, there is a place for them to optimize there. You know. So, um, like you rightly said, it's um, when you're looking at cre- creating some clarity or some new goals. Are you creating it from a higher frequency or you're creating it from a lower frequency? So whenever they come, uh, I don't necessarily use that word, but I'll be like, okay, if you're looking at creating, um, let's say you have, you know, your goal or your value is to achieve excellence in your life. But let's see if you're working on this goal and you're coming to me for the mindset, which is limited. Or it's using, like the language is so important. Like sometimes they're like, you know, I just can't do this. And that's like a language which just gets them in a lower frequency. And, you know, it kind of down, it, it not only down regulates their uh, potential, but it also, they don't realize, it also down regulates our, our um, healthy genes. Right. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, then it becomes like this whole um, dialogue of like, wow what else can I upregulate, you know, like what else can I optimize? It's not just my body, but it's also my mind and my thoughts. And, and then they are having those kind of conversations and coaching around that. And then they see, Oh, so I was just making the story up about my boss and that's really not the case. Yeah. You know, because if I'm thinking like that and I'm in that thought and feeling loop, then I'm going to manifest from that. (laughs) But if I'm thinking, like, no, this is going in my favor and he really likes me, then I, then, you know, we have, like, Joe Dispenza talks about it, like, we have our, you know, frequency around us, like our electromagnetic frequency. And if we are limited, then that's what we are attracting. So, so you got to let
1: go of the old old habits, right? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
2: Yeah. So there's exactly, yeah. (laughs) Always so much to optimize.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've only been, It's funny because I've been in practice now in the medical field for almost 11 years now. And only in the past year have I been putting more of a focus on mental wellness Mm -hmm. and looking at not know so much as like depression and anxiety, but more of like just looking at the way we view things in this world when it comes to neuroplasticity, right? Mm -hmm. Patterns that develop in our brain can literally break us so the Mm -hmm. habits the routines that we have baldo uh has always helped me look at things you know glass half full you know the the words that you use the connotation Mm -hmm. your attitude um your you 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 form these patterns and they either form the cycle around you that either enables you to thrive or it doesn't and so you think about Mm -hmm. you think about a level of consciousness very simply as think about the people that you surround yourself with. You know, you're, you're a product mm-hmm. of the five people that you are always around. And so if you're around a bunch of people who are like very negative in their thoughts or they don't have a lot going for them, they're not driven, mm-hmm. you come to that frequency. And just like you walk into a room where you can feel bad energy, you basically take that on and your mm-hmm. mind develops a, a brain pattern around it that basically allows you to function. And, and I think that having someone like you almost allow people to recognize that even exists is almost unheard of. Right. It's kind of Mm -hmm. like, no one's talking about this with professionals, let alone people with depression. Right.
2: Right. Absolutely. And it's interesting. Yeah. You talk about depression. I mean, we are like walking around overstimulated right now. Right. So that that's easier to be triggered. Those, uh, those emotional responses, like there's like a um, hyper, hyper-stimulation in our environment these days.
3: Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. And there's a lot of people... Okay, it's just right there. So, so there's a lot of people who... are. I don't mean to are we We're
1: recording a podcast right now. Oh, so... I think
3: there's a training in here at 6. I just don't know. They told us maybe and maybe not that we could use it for right now, so... If we have to leave, I guess we'll have to cut it off. Okay. I'm just trying to find what Okay. Thank you. Um, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Um, as you can tell, we'll shoot a podcast almost anywhere. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so we're actually here at the Y yeah. <laughs> right now actually shooting it. And so we had to rearrange our schedule, and so we're accommodating. So, But um, getting back to the the level of consciousness, there's, there's something that I know even Dispenso has talked about too, and the negative thoughts can make you sick. And
1: mm-hmm.
3: I know cytokines are uh, an inflammatory response that we have in our body. That whenever we're sick, we raise right blood cell production to basically fight mm-hmm. off infection. And mm-hmm. negative thoughts can also raise cytokine production, which is basically negative mm-hmm. thoughts can increase uh, an inflammatory response in our body. And so mm-hmm. you think about someone who might be wanting a promotion, someone that might be wanting uh, to basically increase their capability, their bandwidth, maybe take on more work so they can get ahead of everyone else. Maybe they want a bigger house. They want a better car. Maybe they want more respect at work. Maybe they want something to where they can have uh, a better lifestyle for them. And if that's the case, then, you know, what are they doing to get to that point? They, They tend to think, all right, well, if I work harder, I'll get the job that I wanted. I'll get a promotion. If I move, I'll get that promotion. Um, mm-hmm. It might not even be as simple as you need to work harder. It might be the idea you need to change your approach to how you just view everyday situations. And mm-hmm. so level consciousness might be that, hey, I'm not getting where I want to be because I don't believe in myself enough. I don't mm-hmm. believe we already have the tools and the resources and maybe even the intelligence right now to get ahead. And that's far from the truth because I think deep down we're all geniuses. I think we're all healthy. I think it's just more of like mm-hmm. have we found that path that enables us to let that flourish and thrive out in the open.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Well said. You Hey, Vitamizers, thanks so much for tuning into the How Do You Health podcast. We hope this conversation is beneficial for you and keeping you company in these very weird times as we're all stuck mostly at home. Please stay safe, keep yourself healthy, wash your hands, do all that good stuff. And please remember that we do have our brand new Vitamunity dailies available for purchase. That link is going to be below. And when you bundle them with our Bliss, which helps you increase mood, you'll save 20% on the package and we will donate 10% of all proceeds to the ATX Hospitality Fund which is benefiting those in need during this crucial time around the Austin, Texas area. So boost your immunity, boost your mood, help the community, and let's just do our parts to help get over this strange coronavirus time very quickly. Thank you so much, Vitamizers, and keep on listening.
3: So we were were talking about the level of consciousness, and we were talking about the idea that if you have a person who runs on a certain frequency, they tend to stay stuck in that unless it's running at a higher frequency and people who run at higher frequencies tend mm-hmm. to produce better outcomes. I think okay. that's, that's how you look at it. So um, I don't know, like everyone has different people that they they look for as far as mentorship for, for level of consciousnesses. And uh, you have uh, like David Hawkins is a guy. I like to look at Joe Dispenza is another one that people look at. And Mm -hmm. from what I understand, I think the scale goes, if you put a number on it, I think it's like zero to a thousand. Well, there's, there's one guy that basically says like a zero to a thousand. And a lot of people who run at a higher frequency tend to find things like Nirvana and bliss and, and joy. The, the lower Mm -hmm. frequency things are like shame and guilt and anger. Right. And so if people are are experiencing Mm -hmm. those, um, it's not like they're going to just tune out pain or anger and all that. It's just like, how do you deal with it? And if your frequency is running at a, a joyful or bliss kind of level, then whenever you do encounter things like anger or, or, or something like pain, you tend to be able to adapt to those and you can overcome them, I guess is, is kind of one way to look at it. Right. Cause we're, we're always going to do right. Pain, right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 Pain and also blame when you're looking at, the lower level, like there is a emotional scale, and there are many, many that you can, you know, refer to, but it's always like, what is and and yeah, it's not realistic and pragmatic for them to go from like anger and shame to like joy and bliss and gratitude, which are at the you know highest level, but then really just like, what's the next best choice of emotion that you can take? And sometimes, even from blame, if it's going to forgiveness, you know, then that's still they've made that progress and then it just keeps getting better from there.
1: Yeah. Like right. it doesn't have to be like, you're going to go from here to like, the top because that's work. That's practice, right? Like that's that right. takes work. Yeah. That, that takes a lot of undoing of the old habits and patterns. Right. And in the same way that
2: programming 30 mm-hmm. years of,
1: uh, of patterns, like you're not going to do away with them like, overnight. You know, or, or, right. It, and I mean, even like these days, it uh,
2: exactly. It's never, it's, it's never an overnight thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I was talking over you, but I was saying like these days, uh, what's really become, um, you know, people say, Oh, I'm going to go for an ayahuasca and that's it. It's all done. Then I'm a new person. And it's not like,
3: that. <laughs> I, I
2: mean, I've personally had that experience. So, you know, I mean, if I can talk about
3: it. It's funny you bring that up because all week long, we've been talking about like the psychedelic experience, right? And it's interesting Mm -hmm. because it's becoming more mainstream now because people are looking for ways to release the blockage that's holding them back, right? And so psychedelic experiences like ayahuasca journeys are just another approach to try to remove that blockage. And, um, I mean, you said you've, you know that personally, but it's not as simple as, like, I go and I do it, and then I go back to civilization, and I go back into the same patterns I was at. I mean, most people hack their way into things thinking they never have to change their daily lifestyles, but it's like, you can't hack your way into happiness. You can't hack your way into better sleep. Like, you have to do the work after you right. experience, Right,
2: right. Yeah, anything that you have to sustain for lifelong, it requires deep work. It's not that the superficial work or what is mainstream, I'm going to do that. <laughs> or I have to spend dollars, like something like even as simple as just meditating or doing like cold, like, and and this is not new, like everyone's talking about the cold water immerse, you know, immerse yourself in cold water. And, you know, you're just going to be like inflammation free. I mean, um, Areur Veda, which has been around for thousands and thousands of years is this years is this essentially being like the study of um life you know like the cosmos is within you and you know the energy systems and they talk about that that you have when you when you bathe you have you kind of you know alternate between hot and cold and for the same reasons but it 's just like you know something new that comes up and people just want to and that's that 's great they want to dive into it but really understanding that it's not just that one thing it's all it's a cluster you know even when we have a metabolic cure so like you like you see when someone's having um, an issue with their thyroid you're not just giving them a supplement and just treating to the test. but you're looking at the whole you know cluster of symptoms like what is what what actually is going on what are the hidden stressors you know then let's identify the healing opportunities it's not like that one magic pill. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I always I always. So, like,
2: I think that's
1: like these other solutions, like even supplements, or it's like, it's like that's the that's the solution that can buy us time to do some more work, right? To to really mm-hmm. dig into it, right? As opposed to like this is the solution. It's like, it's never the one thing. Like it's, it's You know, you didn't get you didn't. If it was one thing, you would, It wouldn't be this bad. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's basically how yeah. I. See it. Yeah. Okay.
2: But it's nice that there are people like you. And then, you know, like there's this like this, like people are like, okay, this is enough. Like there is this awakening happening. It's, it's really like every year I see there is more awareness, you know. And so it's, it's nice. And, and the more people do that, there's a ripple effect. Because if I'm changing my consciousness and I'm even with all the work that I do, I am being honest and authentic that, yes, I I lose my shit sometimes, but I'm always aware and I'm doing the work. So what I'm attracting around and what I'm emitting to the other person is also going to be from that frequency because I'm aware. And so more people doing that, I mean, we are just changing the whole, uh, you know, from that reactive to a proactive approach for the whole um, planet.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Right. you mentioned something at the very beginning like the whole weight loss thing most people come probably come to people who you know are like us that are in health and wellness they're like well i want to lose weight i want better energy i want better mood and so when you get you get down to it you're like okay cool like we got you to lose the weight like what happens when you actually have a coach a guide a practitioner that says okay we got you to lose those 20 pounds Okay. Now what, like, what are you going to do to maintain that? You know? And they're going to say, Oh, I got to eat like this for the rest of my life. Or, you know, I got to take these supplements or I got to sleep better all the time. Like, yeah, this is how you maintain. And so Mm -hmm. just like whether it's an ayahuasca trip, whether it's, you know, I did a bunch of, you know, psychotherapy, whether I did all this, it's more like there's not the red or blue pill that I just take and everything goes away. It's more like, I maintain prevention is recovery, recovery is prevention. I continue to do the work every day, and it might not be as uh, in-depth as it once was. It might be like gratitude lists, journal writing, mm-hmm. grounding, and meditation. And like you said, and, and Ayurvedic medicine has been teaching us this for thousands of years. Modern medicine is only using this now because they're running out of answers, right? This one mm-hmm. pill approach is not helping. Ayurvedic is holistic right mm-hmm. grounding is mm-hmm. holistic mm-hmm. so yeah. I, so I like what I like I like your approach to you know you incorporate the mental wellness and I think the very first thing I said was like you know we have to have this because if you think about disease you will not get better until your mental capacity is better
2: correct right hmm yeah mm-hmm so, yeah yeah. Like you said, gratitude. I mean, when someone comes for weight loss and we do the food sensitivity, like, okay, what is triggering? Why is there that? Why is the weight not going? Why is the fat accumulating? Okay. What is the cortisol DHE ratio? We do the testing. There's still something going on. And then you keep doing that. But at the same time, how do you begin your day? Are you doing a gratitude practice? You know what I mean? Like all those things. And they're like, no, let's Let's just, fix. Let's just start with one thing. Let's just figure out one thing. And I'm like, that's not how it's going to work because it's not going to be sustainable. It's not going to give you that you know, magic outcome and it has to all work together. So it's your morning, how you start. And, and that can shift every day based on how you've slept. And, you know, so it's, it, it's you're right. I mean, it's, it's like the whole approach is so integrative. It's not like one piece. You have to work on it every day. And then like you both do it, I'm sure you will, you will want to sustain it because you're seeing the result, right? So that's what happens when they see the results and, and then they don't want to let go for life. And that's really what I, what I strive for, like that when they come, they don't even know, they don't have any idea that the transformation that they will leave with, which will be all these little habits that has created resiliency and have created like this new person who is now attracting new relationship new opportunities from that level of consciousness which was nothing compared to where we began so it's very gratifying
3: it is it is on many levels for you as the practitioner and the coach and also the the client right because Mm -hmm. you know there's There's only, I mean, there's a lot of information out there, right? Like you are very knowledgeable, Mm -hmm. you study, you read, you, you listen to podcasts, you, you, you know, you hear about what's going on and you're always up to date. It takes a lot of effort to get to that point, right? Like think about Mm -hmm. how much daily effort it takes to like learn a new habit, to learn about health, to study what your body's doing. And, but we have the resources, right? Like you mentioned blood tests, like how many blood tests have you done? Over the past five years, for yourself, mm-hmm. right?
2: For myself, yeah, for yourself. I,
3: yeah. I mean, how I many? <laughs> right? You're like, oh god, I did two right. last week. Right. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Sorry, kids are coming again. You go,
1: yeah, no, it's it's a. Uh, I I love that you brought up the uh, dispensa. I just took a I took a, a road trip in, in Europe, and uh, I had just picked up his Supernatural book, and uh, I was yeah, I
2: love that book.
1: I was already doing some deep work, but because I also had the time to do very focused work and not like, oh, I'm going to read this chapter and then have to go to work. And like, I got to really dig into it. It's just, it's just magical what we can do, what our bodies can do. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, that in this country, there's so much illness, right? It's chronic. And it's just like it shouldn't be the thing, right? Because our bodies can do anything we ask it to and right. believe mm-hmm. so. So it's like, what, where else, what else can we tweak? Where else are we off-centered? Like my meditations in the morning, I see that like, and I say this all the time, I see that like my calibration time because it's like, even if I just give myself five minutes, I can hone in. And if anything throws me off, then, then I immediately know it. But if I start my day with my energy being all over the place and something throws me off, then I don't recognize it because I was off to begin with.
2: Right. That's so. amazing. And, and when you have that consistent practice, you notice it. You notice the difference. But then you also need less of it and you're able to. Like for me, whenever I get triggered and I have that awareness, awareness and i'm checking oh i need to go do more (laughs) you know yeah so it's it's a constant it's constant and yeah like he talks about it like each of our chakras we and they are related to all the uh, organs and they all have their own hormones they all all our emotions are stored there and they kind of like you know they, they lead to that neuropeptides and the neurogenesis and it's all like related depending on how you're thinking and the feelings and the thoughts and it's like this whole chain i mean it, and he has the data to prove it that's it's
1: that's it's like one. that's
2: evidence-based right right yeah
1: yeah it's have like, you
2: have you done any of his meditations oh yeah I do them
1: all the, i'll do them all the time i do them every morning right a version of well, at least one of them. my favorite one is and the one that i feel is the most attractive of uh, like manifesting power wise is when I really go and, and I'm like blessing this each blessing of you know, the chakras.
2: centers yeah. But
1: I but I, uh, yeah. I I say it out loud to myself before I get into like a deeper meditation I was like I love this chakra because you taught me this and that and I love this chakra because it helps me tune into this until so I and, and I don't say the I love you until I can actually feel that energy that heartbeat in that center and then and then I just right. go and, and it's almost like, Hey, let the universe know the answers and I can just you know, I know what my intention is and I just don't know how it's gonna happen because if I think about it then it's probably the wrong answer because or else I wouldn't mm-hmm. know already. And so just yeah. let let the universe know kind of deal and then just magic happens after that. It's I a, know,
2: right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is it it is amazing. Yeah.
3: So how often do you meditate, Radhika?
2: I do what I read. Really- <laughs> every day yeah yeah. so i think it's become i have to be honest from austin um we had a lot of shit that happened the the opportunity that my husband moved for that didn't exist because the whole team that hired him they left within two months and we had sold our house in austin so we were like okay um We don't have a house. You don't have a job. I can work from anywhere. So shall we go back in comfort zone? You know, because my daughter was missing her friends. We were missing. We were in a new city. I just had one close friend here. Um, I wasn't meditating that time um, because we were living from Airbnbs for six months. We what we are going to be doing. It was like most unsettling time. And then I started coaching more. I'm like, shit, I'm coaching. I'm not doing my practices. Like, what is going on? I was extremely ungrounded. And then I got back. We, we started living in the mountains in the summer for two months. I said, listen, let's just stick here. Because going back into comfort, there is a reason why we came here. So let's just sit, play around with it. My daughter was in, out of school. And we just had all this freedom. And we stayed in the mountains for two months, got back to everything. And it just went to the next level. And, and um and then we realized i mean it went like like my meditation practice went like i think 10x and then i realized this is why i moved you know so yeah. there's always um like reason i mean it did go it did go off when i was transitioning from austin i mean after 10 years living in a city it was a big transition so it went off that period but it came back 10x and it's like the only thing that sustained and helped me ground into the change that's awesome
3: that, <laughs> that's great i felt i felt a difference when i meditate first thing in the morning i was telling baldo that i did it consistently in december which i guess was a couple months ago and we had like one of our best months ever so i could totally tell a difference and in, in wow. the idea that we had like it was simple because like think about it. when anyone someone does like any kind of like 30 day challenge. They do a new diet plan. They're doing it with the intent that they're trying to see immediate results. And Mm -hmm. and if you're like us, you know, you want data, you want evidence that it's working, right? Oh, I'm losing weight. That means my clothes are fitting looser. Um, I'm sleeping Mm -hmm. better. That means I wake up and I feel more refreshed. Oh, I'm taking Mm -hmm. supplements. I have more energy and I have better focus. Well, what Mm -hmm. happens when you meditate? You do feel like a calming sense. Mm-hmm. But then you're not meditating with the idea that you're going to lose weight, right? You're not meditating right. with the idea you're going to sleep better. You're meditating with the idea that, please let my body be in the position to hopefully sleep better, right? Like, I need to mm-hmm. calm my nervous system down just so I can let my body be relaxed enough to where it can fall asleep, right? Right. And so, yeah, so it's very hard because, like, I don't know how long you meditate for, but it's very hard to meditate for long periods of time without being distracted, obviously, right? So I and think- that,
2: that's, that's really the practice.
3: It's a practice. That
2: is the yeah. practice. Because there was one shaman who said that I always, when I teach meditation, I, I ask my students to practice it like, in like, the crowdest place, the nauseous place, because that's really where you're testing. Because the outcome and benefit is really felt. Like, how do you react? and respond to the external environment when shit happens and things are thrown at you. And that's really when you really feel the outcome of the benefit, you know, the benefit of your meditation practice. So um, I Is kind me, of play yeah. around with that. If I'm being, yeah, you just feel more resilience, um, you know, in yourself. And that's like the yoga of life, right? Like how you show up. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. really...
3: Yeah, it's, it's like a metaphor for life, right? Like, hey, there's so much shit that's going around me, but yet I'm able to handle anything and not be distracted. I'm still focused. I'm still, like, locked in. You know, I'm, I'm, I have a game plan. Um, Baldo would, when we go to music festivals sometimes, like, Baldo's meditating in a crowd of people dancing uh, to, like, yeah. house music, right? There you go, yeah. Yeah. And, like, yeah. And, like, yeah. I'm doing, that's
2: like flow state.
3: Yeah, it, it's but it's... It's kind of interesting. I we've met many different, uh, very successful people in military and business, uh, in many walks of life, and you know I'll ask them like, how do you keep your sanity? And they're like, I meditate. And it's meditation for me. Growing up, I thought it was like something that only hippies did, right? And mm. then then if you go to other w- parts of the world, it's part of a religious experience, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then you say, well, this other part of the world looks at it as spirituality. Other parts of the world say, this is my medicine. Right. So mm-hmm. it's at one point, we're going to start talking about mental wellness with meditation and grounding as saying like, this is taught in elementary schools to kids. Like this is going to mm-hmm. be saying, like when, instead of the kids who have ADHD, not having I mean, instead of giving ADHD kids, you know, medication to basically just turn off their brains or to have them super hyper focused with a stimulant, now we're gonna say, no, we're gonna teach you how to breathe and down regulate basically all the stress that your body's encountering to where you use mm-hmm. that energy. For your benefit right like imagine instead of saying hey i got all this weird energy around me that's throwing me off what if you say nope i'm so centered that i can take that energy around me and utilize it for something greater something yeah. bigger
1: I, I read a report recently about, mm-hmm. about the great results that some schools district was having where they they replaced detention with meditation mm. and there was this whole wow. report about yeah increase test results increase like everything mm-hmm. they just replace. focus
2: and concentration yeah just so yeah. Simple. <laughs> yeah a lot of schools are doing that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah even like um like my daughter's school day um, and i do this with my coach with my clients as a coach is, is like um a value exercise you know like really understanding what are your values like what is your why why do you want to change right and uh, I was impressed to see that they had that in my daughter. She's in middle school and they had that in her, um, in her school. And I was like, I wish we had that growing up because yeah. then I wouldn't be doing this work, you know, um, starting from this level. But that's amazing. But what, it's interesting because
1: I grew up Christian and maybe, uh, or Catholic, but, and maybe I'd never understood it correctly or maybe it wasn't explained to me correctly. But for me, it was always like, praying for the things that i didn't have to come with me or to come to me and it's like just mm-hmm. pray to god to you know and and yeah there i, I was aware that there was different ways to practice like there's different ways to ask god for different things you know like mm-hmm. don't, don't tell him this or don't say it this way say it this way and my meditation practice is completely different it's just more of like Hey I just want to focus on the fact that I'm grateful for a bunch of different things and intentionally, I would love for these things to happen and if they do great and if not, that's great as well too and then they right. just happen anyways, you know and, and maybe like I said, maybe I just understand that process a little bit better, but to me I mean that's that's how I see it now. It's just like hey it's it's all good <laughs> it's all good mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Gratitude. I know. Yeah. I grew up with that. I was I was told that when you're praying, I just say thank you. Thank you for what you have. I mean I didn't really understand the deep meaning behind that. Sure. <laughs> as much, but I just did that, you know, thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's like yeah, that's what they say. If that's the only prayer, that's um what you pray. Gratitude. Yeah. Cool.
3: Do you do you have your kids meditate?
2: My daughter, she used to, uh, when she was younger, she even recorded her own guided meditation.
3: <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> you know, but
2: now she's like 11. Yeah, she did. <laughs> um, yeah, she was a mini health coach, but now she's um, she's too busy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, she's your apprentice.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure your kids as well, you know, they, they learn from us, right? His, uh, Omar, his oldest, he'll, he'll
1: grab, anytime he sees a bonfire, he's like, do
3: you want to do meditating with me? I was like, yeah. Aww. I was like, yeah. It was. I there and I was just like, yeah, this is cool. Well, it's interesting because he's, he's almost, almost five. He's four right now, and so he, um, it, like, how do you explain how to meditate to a four-year-old? Right, like, I'm very scientific, and so it was interesting when I was trying to explain meditation, I was going too in depth. had just basically said, like, just close your eyes and breathe. And he did. Like the the four year old closed his eyes and like just started kind of breathing. (laughs) And I was like, oh my Mm -hmm. god! Like that's like the most simplest thing in the world. But how many times have you? But he's also
1: seen me do that. Yeah, but 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 think about this.
3: How many times have you told like one of your clients, like a forty year old, just like man, when stress is getting to you, like just close your eyes and breathe, right? Like just maybe that will help you.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: And it does. Like a lot of times, it does. Right. Like. Yeah, like own up to mm-hmm. what you're experiencing, embrace it, and, and you'll get through this. And there's mm-hmm. been times people are anxious and they embrace the anxiousness and all of a sudden they get through it. Um, I've talked to many times this week about people crying. You know, uh, one guy came in and said, I cried every day this week. and yeah, Which is good. Which is, I'm glad you said that because
2: yeah.
3: he, he thought it wasn't.
2: Yeah, then you're suppressing your emotions, and then that will manifest in some other area. So, Dr. Tara Brack, I don't know if you follow her, she has this acronym for um, an inquiry that you set when you. She's a Buddhist uh, practitioner for meditation, and she has this nice approach which is called RAIN. So, it's like R is for recognize what's coming up when you're meditating, A is for allowing. So, whatever it is, if it's pain, it's grief, you know, just allow it to come up. And then um, RAIN, R-A-I. Then I is to like really inquire like what's going on, right? And then N is to like like nourish, nurture, like it's okay, you know? So yeah, that's it's essential <laughs> to yeah. recognize that there is pain and feel it and set an inquiry.
3: Yeah, but the idea that you can actually tell someone that it's okay to cry, it's, it's kind of like People say, yeah, I know it's okay to cry, but there's people who don't cry at all. And yeah. and, and like you said, they suppress it because they, they have a negative connotation about crying. Like, think about that. Mm-hmm. Like, if people are crying, they think something bad happened, right? Like, I hurt myself. I hurt someone else. I'm really sad because something is not going the way I want it to.
1: Or just mm-hmm. the whole
3: idea like, boys don't cry. Well, boys don't cry. And so I'm yeah. like, but, like, it's okay to cry. I have – we have a book that we read to the boys that's the okay book. You know, like, it's, it's okay mm-hmm. to be sad. It's okay to be happy. And you tell a mm-hmm. four year old that, and they're like, yeah, that makes sense. But you tell that to a 40-year-old. And they're like, no, I'm not supposed to be sad because I look at Instagram all day and everyone's happy. And I hear stuff, I see stuff. Wow. Well, I mean, that's the truth because we're posting I know. about the idea that we're supposed to be running right. level of consciousness at this high. And so mm-hmm. it's interesting because going back to the numbers about bliss and joy, it's your high level mm-hmm. of frequency, I asked Balder, I said, so does that mean you're always high, like happy? Like you're always blissful? Like what happens when you're sad? That's natural. He goes, mm-hmm. no, it can go up and down. Right. Yeah. Well, the idea yeah. is
2: that you recognize
3: it, right? Like, exactly. You that and in, you right?
2: choose the next best, next best emotion or choice to shift. Yeah. Like Dr. Wayne Dyer always, always remember, he was say, make, make shift happen. Like you recognize and shift.
3: Make shift happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Something
2: cool. like that. Yeah. No, no <laughs> that's, that's exactly.
3: Yeah, no, it, no, it's true. Because um, like we always talk about adapting. Right. Adapt or die is basically what it comes down to. Right. And so, yeah, like you pivot, you uh, you have something that goes not expected. Like we were talking business uh, and this is kind of cool because since we last spoke, like, you know, Slenderella has really taken off. And um, and we looked at projections this year and Baldo talked about sales and he threw out some, you know, really high number. And someone asked us, like, well, how are you going to get there? And it was funny because the person asking Balder this question is very analytical, very uh, data oriented. Right. And Balder goes, well, I just believe it's going to happen. Like I know it's going to happen. I believe it. And you could see this engineer was like, yeah, but you got to show me numbers. You got to show me like how you're doing it. And so sometimes just that belief that it's going to happen is enough for some people, for others. No, they're like, I want some security. I want to feel this. And so it, imagine that you have two sides of the spectrum, even just in business. Imagine what that goes on in our heads. Like we mm-hmm. have, you know, the left side versus right side. Like, no, I do believe this, but you know, like I have to see some kind of hope that we're going to mm-hmm. get there. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard for us to just let that guard down to it. Just believe like, just believe today is going to be a good day. Believe that crying's Okay. Believe that you're going to find happiness one day. You just have to get your body prepared to when it actually happens, you're not shocked. You believe that it's going to happen. He even says, like, when you meditate on something, imagine the feeling of it actually happening.
1: Mm
3: -hmm. Visualize that sensation. Mm -hmm. And when you finally feel that it happened, Mm
1: -hmm. that's when
3: your body's ready to receive Mm -hmm. whatever you And That's
1: that's also when you let go, right? It's like, all right, I'm (laughs) going to let go and then just let the universe bring it. (laughs) bring it
2: yeah. exactly yeah exactly so, so. yeah that's that's i think that even joe dispenser talks about it right when you're trying to manifest from the quantum like imagine that it's already happened and feel it
3: yeah right? that's that that is a little more advanced i'm not, I'm not gonna lie right like the, you have to the practice of it right like building up to that right yeah. right yeah yeah yeah. The
2: practice and the practice can, can start with a lot of crying. In fact, a lot of people who start meditation, they, they just realize, Oh shit, I was suppressing a lot of emotions oh, it's interesting. and then because- all, because a lot of people, uh, you know, they suppress their trauma. We've all yeah. had trauma. Everyone has had different and then they just suppress it. You yeah. know, I'm fine. I'm really fine. But then they realize that, yes, Well, it's interesting
1: because, like, there's times that I'm trying to focus on the emotion that I'll have when, whatever it is that I'm trying to make manifest uh, during my meditation. And then I really feel that emotion. I start to cry because it's like, I'm, like, so thankful that this has happened. And it feels like I'm just so thankful that this has already happened. And then Mm -hmm. I'm just bawling tears. And those are more happy tears. Obviously, I've had, like, sad tears as well, too. But... It's a different one. It's more of like thankful te- tears and then you get out of this thing and it's like, okay, we're back here. So I guess well, I'm in the right path. You know?
2: Yeah, you're really feeling that um, hot that emotion.
1: Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, well, I think, I think that's why people are trying to search for that. I think really what it comes down to is people do want to cry. They want to feel more than just one emotion. Right, Mm -hmm. they want to feel multiple emotions out today. We should throw a crying festival. A crying festival, what a concept! Yeah,
2: like they have like (laughs) laughing yoga. I remember growing up, I lived on the beach in Bombay, and we used to always have a circle of a group. They used to do like laughing yoga. Yeah, (laughs) which was yeah. I, I would yeah, I would see that as crying because I mean even in yoga, like they say like you know sukha and dukha like it's they're part of the same coin. I mean if you don't experience Duk, which is sadness, you're not going to experience the other side.
3: Yeah. It's It's a
2: human experience. Like you could be a psychic, but you will have a human experience and it's okay. Like I'm not perfect. Like I tell my clients and that's when I get real with them. They get real with me, you know, like I'm not this perfect person out there. I'm a work in progress, always learning, always transforming.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, trust me. We're in the same way. I've, I've had people tell me, like, you're pitting me of health. You do all this stuff and you fall. I'm like, look, the first time I did back bends in yoga, I balled my ass off. Like, I was crying like a little baby. I looked over at Balda and I was like, this is why you bring me to yoga for me to cry in front of like a bunch of people. Like, I'm not going to sign up for this again. But then when I did, I felt good thinking like, wow, I needed that. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. And so there's
3: a lot of times people will Simply say, I don't know what I need, but I know I need something else other than what I'm doing right now. And so I think when they come to you, you're giving them that other option to say, well, here's the other thing you can do if things aren't working the way you want it to, right? Optimize, mm-hmm. human optimization, mm-hmm. right? right? So so I I know uh, this has been kind of an unorthodox episode with <laughs> everything. I know you've been very gracious. As a mom, you understand. Um, so... I'm very thankful though to to have met you and I'm glad that we did get to connect here in Austin you and your husband are wonderful people. We do miss seeing y'all the time because I think we we're, we're seeing you quite a bit when before y'all moved and mm-hmm. uh, we still didn't get a chance to have dinner so we need to have dinner right. I, you know. And, and Yes, uh, maybe
2: and, yeah. in Denver, come visit
3: us. <laughs> well, we will. We will eventually come there, and uh, we want to see it. I Like I said, I've never been, and I know you're doing great things over there, and uh, we still feel the effects because obviously even being in Colorado, we still feel your presence and, and are resonating even more with what you're doing now, right? So mm-hmm. I, I thank you for joining us. Uh, I applaud everything you're doing and helping so many people. If, uh, if somebody wanted to find you, how would they find you?
2: Uh, on holistic prana that's how i'm known on instagram and on my website's holistic prana as well
3: awesome awesome thank yeah. you so much thank you for so uh, thank
2: you for thank you, for thank you for having me i love reconnecting and hopefully we will see you soon we'll see I'll I'll,
1: I'll come out climbing in in, in, uh, in like September as well too so
3: no I'm coming out there this year sometime too I just don't know when but yes when we do we'll finally sit down and have that dinner and uh, we'll talk about yes
2: for sure we'll talk about meditation and all the good things
3: (laughs) all right okay okay. thank you
2: thank um, you bye-bye